And welcome, everybody, to Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sternerly, Connor Ennis, and I'm Tony Kermanzi. Guys, it is uh, Saturday. The Loons played today in a preseason match that we couldn't watch, uh, which we'll talk about, but really there's not much to talk about except the starting lineups and the final score. Um, before we get really into main things, guys, uh, we have to talk about iguanas because David now lives in Florida and they're going to have a little bit of a, a cold spell tonight, David. Is it going to be like, what, 30 degrees down in your neck of the woods? Uh, yeah, I think the low tonight in Fort Myers is 31. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's only 40. It's only 45 right now and the wind chill is 40. Yeah, it's not, not nice. It, it's not a wind chill if it's above 32. Yeah, I mean, I think as we record here tonight in Minnesota, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's 20 degrees now that it's getting a little later in the yeah. evening, but uh, yeah, it's not, that's not a huge difference, at least for Minnesotans. Yeah. Anyway. It's a, uh, it's a balmy, I think it's like 20 degrees here, but uh, the reason I bring it up guys is because um, Florida had to put out a little announcement to say, watch out for falling iguanas, because I guess when it gets this cold, iguanas, they'll be up in a tree. And they're going to kind of a hibernation status and they'll just fall to the ground. They just fall out of the trees. Oh, I can believe it. And and I do see why that could be dangerous. I mean, those iguanas, even even a small iguana could be dangerous, but they get pretty large. So, yeah, you wouldn't want one of those falling on you. And they're, they said, they're they're all over the place in Florida. And they they told people they're okay. They're not dead. So don't, Mm -hmm. you know, be thinking that they're dead. They're just hibernating and they're fine from their fall. But uh, be careful when you're outdoors. Um, So, if you're outdoors tonight, David, I'd suggest you wear like a hard hat or something like that. Maybe. Oh, uh, I've never seen an iguana around my house. Um, <laughs> I've seen them in Fort Myers, but how um, about how about um, alligators? I don't want to change the subject, but uh, yeah, I saw an alligator in the uh, pond, lake, whatever it was, behind our house. Um, gosh, I can't remember. If that was three weeks ago, I think. So no close calls Damn. with uh, Stamford. No, no, we're fenced in yard. Besides, I think Stanford yeah. would just annoy it and it would go away. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would care to deal with him. <laughs> no. But yeah, um, it was a. I, all I saw was the eyes and the nose floating through the water. Oh, interesting. Well, even though you haven't seen iguanas, David, look out tonight though. Maybe you'll find one tonight in your yard, and yeah. maybe your dog will bring one in for you and be like, "Hey, here you go." Found this frozen popsicle of an iguana. Here you go. Um, and if nothing else, you can just give it to the alligator in that pond. That's true. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah, do that. Um, so not guys, not really much going on. It is almost February, which means start of the season is right around the corner. Um, less than a month away now. Less than a month yeah. away. You're right. Uh, we'll get into some some uh, transfer signing news. Well, not really news, just more of. The same old, same old rumors. Uh, let's call rumors. it they are rumors. Hopefully. In a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, guys, let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. Um, now, I thought I had a new beer, but I was told by Dave I do not have a new beer, so I will not be drinking that tonight. But I did go to the liquor store and did pick up. Uh, Uda Pills has their um, winter pack or whatever, and I did pick up their uh, lunar eclipse, which is their Czech style dark lager. Is it spelled the uh, L-O-O-N-A-R? Yeah. Oh, really? Did you have that? Did you have that? No, I, I didn't have that. I, 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 I was actually just making a joke. I didn't 
Oh, it's got a I loon on it. it was, yeah. Got a loon oh, on there. Check, check mm. that out. Oh, nice. yeah. Very this cool. Is, very cool. This is part of their uh, taproom series, uh, special releases they've done. It is a, uh, like I said, Czech style dark lager uh, brewed with artisan spring waters and European malt and hops. And then it's a uh, smooth lager, perfect for special moments or today. Too delicious to limit to just taproom and beer garden. So obviously they've had it in their taproom. They decided to can it and put it in a special pack. And it is uh, it's damn tasty. Let me tell you. It's a lager. It's dark. Kind of get a little bit of that dark flavor to it. Just a little bit, but more of a lagerish flavor. So it's delicious. Nice. Mm. Very cool. Um, Connor, what you got tonight? I have a new brewery tonight, Ooh. everybody. Fantastic. Uh, I don't remember... I don't remember if it was in the podcast or not, but uh, I mentioned to you guys before that there is a new brewery coming to Robbinsdale. That's right. Um, yes. Yes. Just down the street from uh, Wicked Wart. It's yes. called, they're called Nouvelle Brewing, and they are in the place of the, the Pig Ate My Pizza. Pig Ate My Pizza is not there anymore, um, which sucks because they made some of the best pizza I had ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they, got some good, they got some good beers in place of it, like this one I have here. It's called the new release and it's, it's a new England IPA. And I've got a little description here. We have fermented this new England IPA with a yeast compa- yeast capable of releasing bound bound th- th- feels. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, bound feels, which stands for think aromas of overripe passion fruits and guava mm-hmm. in malt hops. Nice. It was mash hopped in Simcoe kettle hops with citra and mosaic incognito and then hopped in the fermenter with citra and azaka cryo um so so many hops uh it's a it's a new brewery so i wasn't expecting that much but the beer is really good it's uh it's not overly hoppy and it's uh it's got a good kind of citrusy fruity taste to it so i really like it so Uh, yeah it's go ahead oh uh let's talk about nouvelle uh brewing a little bit because they aren't really a they're a brewery and a like a, a they're a brew hall they have food there right connor right yeah so they're using i think what their deal is they're also using their beers they brew to make some of their food if i read it correctly they have they do use their beers for some of their food and some of their other drinks they make cocktails there too okay cool uh so it's not like it's not your average brewery for sure mm-hmm. where, they, where you cool. just walk in and you get yourself a a beer but um which i wouldn't expect from the guys who made pig at my pizza and right, travail yeah. and all that other stuff i mean yeah well this actually guys, is run by travail so yeah it's, yeah it's, and they're i mean these guys obviously they do some really great stuff uh kelly and i, I think did travail a couple of years ago where they had the kind of you, had, you went in there and they had the whole set of the, the five course meal yeah thing? the five course yeah. meal thing yeah and that was uh that was cool yeah um laura, but, uh, laura and i haven't done that yet how was that that was it was fantastic it was yeah. fantastic great um but uh yeah those guys are always coming up with new stuff i'm not surprised they decided to do a brewery and kind of do a beer hall and uh i have to get in there at some point and check it out yeah yeah and so i mean you, you don't really it, they didn't really change the interior to from anything from from picking my pizza at all it's mm-hmm. basically the same interior but they're just they're just making beers now basically. nice cool nice so how far is that from Wicked Wart? Is that just a walk, a short walk? Like, yeah. like a half a block away. Yeah. It's, oh, that it's close. Still on, That's right there. It's still on Main Street. So if you're at the Walgreens, it's like the next building down. Yeah. Okay. Because I never, never, I mean, not that I spent a lot of time in Robbinsdale, but I never went to, what do you say, Pig M.A. Pizza? 
Pig, Pig ate, ate my, my pizza. pizza. Pig ate my pizza. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, Wicked War. Yeah, all right, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, awesome that you can bar hop. Hit a couple great breweries. Obviously, mm-hmm. we recorded. We've recorded at uh, Wicked War at mm-hmm. uh, yeah. one time. That was great. I enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be nice to hit both of those then. Mm-hmm. It would. Um, Dave, how about you? What do you got tonight? Yeah, I, so I kept it ultra local for me. Um, I got a beer from uh, Loose Line Brewing in Plymouth, Minnesota. Okay. So it's it's the closest brewery to me, I would say. Um, I ended up getting a crawler from there. Um, I And I went with the Foggy Bottom Hazy IPA. So not a new brewery for me, not a new beer for me, but it's, also, it's a beer that I have not had in a while because I have not been to uh, Loose Line in quite some time. Um, but this one, I don't know. It's one of their mainstays, I think, because I'm pretty sure I had this the first time I ever went to uh, Loose Line, and that was with you, Tony. Um, but it is a very, very good uh, hazy IPA. It's uh, nothing crazy, but it's, um, you know, it's it's for, it's it's as most hazy IPAs are, I guess. It's certainly hoppy, but it doesn't it doesn't have a strong bite of hops just because it's it's just so smooth because it's it's hazy in the sense that there's a lot of citrus juiciness in there. So it, it really has a smooth taste, even though it uh, comes in at 6.8%. Uh, it's a really easy drinker for something that's almost, you know, pushing 7% ABV. So uh, yeah, but like I said, it is one of their mainstays there. It's on tap in the, in the uh, brew hall. And you can also get this. Um, I've only seen uh, loose line. And I could be wrong, but I've only seen loose line available at some of the local liquor stores. So I don't know what yeah. they're distribution is like yet but uh certainly if you haven't been through loose line it's pretty easy to get to it's right off of 55 not too far from 169 uh great kind of newish brewery I, although i guess it's been open now probably a year and a half at least yeah they have I mean, a great tap room there they do That's, yeah. yeah it's uh it's easy to get lost down there though because mm. it's in an area with all those different buildings that all look the same right. kind of industrial zone. industrial zone it's like holy shit where the hell is it? and the parking is terrible Yes, I will I, say it that. is. It is bad, but yeah, makes my, up for it once you get inside. Yeah, though. great beers though. Yeah. A friend of a friend of ours got married at Loose. Well, they got married in a church, but they had their reception at Loose Line afterwards. And oh, nice. oh yeah, I think yeah, I think I, I think I I remember you saying that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, probably after the probably after one of the times that I had Loose Line on this uh, podcast. But yeah, that's yeah, cool. They, what a great venue. It, it, it was, and uh, but yeah, like you say, the parking was horrible. So we had to park like three blocks down because yep. so many people were parking there. Um, but uh, yeah, great tap room and great kind of patio area where they, they had a fire outside too. So That's... definitely recommend it. Definitely, definitely recommend it if you haven't been there yet. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, and uh, finally, David, what do you got from the state of Florida today? Um, this is my twelfth brewery in Florida. Holy shit. Um, I'm starting to rack them up here. Uh, this one is one that I actually had no idea existed until last week. Uh, it's in Fort Myers. It's called Coastal Days with a Z. Um, days like D-A-Y-Z. Um, they kind of market themselves as a chill chill vibe location. And I would agree. It was very, it was a very chill, small, intimate area. Um, just kind of on the edge of a downtown Fort Myers. And honestly, they might be in the running for my favorite Fort Myers brewery. Um, you know, they had, gosh, I think 17 beers on tap. Um, it was the gamut of variety. Um, yeah, I, I, everything. I had two flights. of So eight beers, all eight were really, really pretty good beers. I nothing that was, 
bad at all. Um, so that was cool. The one I decided to go with um, is the Gulf Coast Gold. Ooh. And um, this is a golden ale. They say it's the step up from their wannabe blonde ale. <laughs> um, the the ABV is 5.2. I don't even know if this registers on a um, scale for hops. Uh, they use Cascade and German Hollertau, so it's not like it's the hops are pretty mild to begin with. Um, super smooth, super, I wouldn't say it's light. There's a good malt to it, but, um, it's, it, you could slam these things left and right on a hot day. Really, really, really good beer. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you bring that up kind of whether you describe it as a light beer or not, and you're saying you wouldn't, but yeah, when you, when you, when you're talking about micro breweries or just breweries in general, and the lineup that they all have, and you see something like a gold nail, you almost just kind of assume light because it's not an right. IPA. It's not, uh, you know, a porter or whatever else. Yeah. It's just really, it's a really well done beer. I, I'm really impressed. Like, cause like I said, it, it pours pretty, pretty blonde. Um, but the multi character is just, there's some beef there, but it is just a smooth, smooth drinker. It almost drinks like a cream ale. Um, nice. Just really good. Nice. nice. So, guys, um, David, the, that brewery you just mentioned—that's our hundred and first brewery that we've met that we've mentioned on this podcast here. Nice. Hundred and one. Yep. Wow. It's mm. incredible. Yeah. We we'll hit see, up a bunch of them. I'll see another podcast. Be hundred. So you're saying a hundred, hundred and one unique breweries. A hundred and one different that, breweries that, that, that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know uh, David. Uh, uh, what was it? Oh, it'd be a while ago now, but you put out that post on Twitter that kind of listed all the beers that we tried. Yeah, that was a while ago now. Um, I can't remember. That how was last, that that. was last year. Yeah, it was towards the end of last year. I think we were at yeah. 60, I think. Yeah. Okay. So we've gotten up there. And yeah, we're, it's nice to get that Florida reach now that helps expand the yeah, uh, and it, list I, a little bit. I have probably, I mean, within the an hour, 45 minutes of me, I have another seven um, that I can hit. Uh, if I stretch that out to an hour, I've got like another three more above that. So I've got plenty to well tack on. We'll get we'll get another new one out of Florida when we go down there to uh, Miami and right. June. Yeah, sidetrack. Uh, and then yeah, sidetrack Fort Myers was just for some reason somebody brought it up today. I was thinking about Fort Myers and spring training. Is that a still I'm not regardless of whether we go down there, is that still a possibility of having spring training? I thought it was, but that's my smoke alarm. Uh-oh. Oh no! Oh, well, Tony, doing? Tony, go ahead and put out the fire, and uh, we'll carry on if yeah. you need to. Yeah. He's just muting. But I was gonna, what I was gonna say, and David, maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but I'm just, you know, Fort Myers in spring, come you know, late Feb, early March, when uh, spring training is happening. I'm still crossing my fingers that Major League Baseball can uh, get something sorted out between the uh, owners and players union. But I, uh, you know, I I haven't followed it too closely, um, but it sounds like. They were almost thinking they were going to make some traction this past week and then into this week. Um, but honestly, I don't know. I mean, the, everything that I've heard says they're quite a ways apart. Yeah. And there's not much that there's not much time really because I, spring training would typically start uh, for the major leaguers, anyways, uh, in a few weeks, less than. Yeah. Few, I think I, usually I, pitchers, catchers um, are like mid February, third week yeah. of February. I think that's right. Yeah. 
And I bring, and we, I don't know for people who don't know that, why are we talking baseball? It's only because now that David's in Fort Myers, uh, you're, you're very close to the twins uh, spring training facility as well as the Red Sox. And yeah, I mean, I could practically throw a baseball, the Red Sox. Um, it's, it's really close to me. Jet, um, is it jet blue stadium? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That'd be cool. So, but yeah, it's nice that uh, we have the loon schedule announced earlier and knowing that they're going to be in Miami in June, I think 26, that's uh, certainly regardless of baseball, at least we have some hopefully Florida soccer to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. And can be a warmer time of the year for it either. No kidding. <laughs> End of June, June in Miami Florida. will be blazing. Yeah. Steaming. And humid. it's like, it's one of those things though, as a minute, as a Minnesotan, like it's not something I, I kind of said this years ago, I'm never going to complain about the heat because I do enough complaining about the cold. So you keep, you know, just, no, that's I true. I, I think I noticed that when I moved down here, um, that whole month of September, it was in the mid nineties and yeah, I, I mean, Sarah complained about it all the time and I was like, Oh, no, no, it's, you know, you take it because it could be minus 20. No. So I, I, you know, now that Tony's gone, I think he's either putting out the fire or taking out or replacing the batteries and is in smoke detector. Ladder, one of the yes. two, one of the two things, but uh, I am not sure what he wanted to talk about first, but I guess since we, it's three of us, we could just take our pick on topics. Yeah. Um, well, we've already done frozen iguanas. Um, I mean, we might as well do the uh, brief discussion of the, preseason match today i mean i don't know yeah Yeah, perfect no yeah because it's going to be a quick hitter and uh i certainly for everybody listening and and even you know i there's not much you can find about the match and which is unfortunate because i feel like um early in the mls days at least like in 2017 didn't they stream a majority of the preseason games they did they did and i I don't know why they don't do that anymore they uh you could you, you could at least find box scores on minnesota's uh minnesota's website like i remember when they they went down uh they went down to tucson a couple years ago and Mm. played played a tournament and you saw who scored what the score was what minute it was even and uh now they're not doing that for some reason yeah i just yeah i just remember in the early days of the mls anyways i should say um just even if it was like a sub you know even if the quality of the stream wasn't great it's always exciting because we sit here in january you're like, oh, wow, it's a reason to get excited for the season again, just to see something, get to see your uh, loons back out on the pitch. But, yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah. throw out the uh, – let's start with the starting lineup. And I'm looking – and, again, there's not much information you can find here. So, I mean, if you guys find more in the meantime, let me know. But, yeah, just looking at, you know, basically going off the Twitter account. I mean, looking at the lineup, solid lineup, you got Tyler Miller and Goal, and I'm uh, – Paddleford, Debassi, Brent Coleman, and DJ Taylor on, is your back line. And then Jacory, Will Trap in defensive mid. And then you got Abu Dunladi. Nice to have him back. Reynoso got the start. And uh, uh, Nico Hansen with Adrian Anu up top. So pretty good lineup. Interesting. Uh, the only guy that I sh- – it's – the only guy I didn't recognize is, is Paddleford. Was he a draft pick or what? He was the, he's a U19. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. The, the lineup I thought was kind of interesting because, you, you know, you see, I, well, Paddleford might actually be in there because of necessity, you know, I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess Chase, Chase is down there. I think, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you have uh, DJ Taylor's pretty much probably going to be a right back 
um, until Romaine's back. Um, you know, you have Ja'Cory Hayes has um, played in that position before, I believe, um, at least as a substitute. Right. So that wasn't too unusual. But I, I thought it was interesting that we saw um, Abu on the wing. Mm. Um, and not up top, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> that might make sense considering, you know, um, who knows if you have injuries with Lud or, or, or Franco and the fact that we've, uh, I'm just going to say we do have another um, practically DP level uh, forward coming in. So it's, you kind of wonder where Abu is going to end up falling down the, the uh, depth chart. Yeah. So it, I mean, he's probably is trying to figure out if he can play out there on that wing or, or not. So that, that's a good call. That'd be great to see if he could, because yeah, otherwise I know when Abu, I mean, everybody was kind of, I, I don't know. They weren't thrilled to see Abu just be what it, it didn't kind of move the needle too much, but I mean, certainly I think everybody kind of for the most part looked at Abu Dunlady coming back as well. I hope he can stay healthy and well, that's a nice depth piece, I guess, but uh, not- yeah. And David, your other point. Yeah. Obviously the, 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 the the fullbacks you know met near we know he's not healthy i think there's hope that he might be ready for the start of the season but that's a big big if and then of course you know gasper didn't start now we i'm i haven't seen anything to suggest that he's not healthy i mean looking in to the training over the last couple of weeks i know gasper has been out there training so yeah. that might have just been let's give these other guys a shot it, i think the biggest talk um the biggest <laughs> there's not there hasn't been a whole lot of preseason preseason hype around Minnesota United FC but uh Nabi you know Kevin Kevin Gucci sorry for the pronunciation but Nabi um there's been a lot of talk that he might be able to make an impact with this club you know of course he spent last season on loan was a draft pick for the club and he did come in with a lot you know he's a little older I think he had some experience um at, at collegiate level and so I think there might be, there, there's a little optimism around, you know, can Nabby come in and, and make an impact, especially if he's needed, you know, at, at that right back position with Metnir not, um, not being available. But yeah. And he, he, he did, did come in as a substitute. Yeah. So that was good to see him uh, get in there and get minutes. Yeah. It looks uh, like yeah. he got about 30 minutes in there. So that was cor- nice. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but did, wasn't he a, a fullback or a center back traditionally? coming out of the draft. I could be wrong about that. And I think I, you that's could play I, both. Yeah, yeah what, he was just labeled a defender. Well, most right. of them coming out of the yeah. draft are labeled defenders. Um, but, I mean, yeah, he, he could play both. Um, and, and he did – he he played a, a significant number of minutes. Was it was Sacramento? Boy, I know there was a lot of we, – we had several loans out west, but I, I think it might have been Sacramento. But he played a significant number of minutes with that club and um, – or – I'm sorry if it's not that club, but he did, he did get some minutes last year. I think that's big. And so I think that's kind of, there's a lot of buzz. I shouldn't say a lot, but some buzz around him. So yeah. it'll be interesting. as much as it yeah. can be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, we, yeah. we do know we we've seen DJ Taylor step in and he, you know, he, he, he's fully capable of playing that position as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what shakes out there. Yeah. It looks you like know. he did spend some time with, uh, with the Republic last year and he actually got a goal for them. So that was nice. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it would be nice to to see maybe a little bit more of him coming in for Gasper, maybe challenge for that challenge for that position. Um, I think. Speaking of yeah. uh, speaking of buzz, guys. Sorry. Oh, Tony, you're back. I'm back. Uh, the uh, smoke alarms went off because my daughters were making pizza bites. Um, mm. 
And why did on... I think it had something to do with pizza? I have yeah, no idea why I did that. Funny thing is, like, they're not on fire or anything. I don't understand it, but we have some very sensitive whatever. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, too, guys, with the buzz thing, I don't know if you guys talked about this when I was gone, is that uh, Dunlady's gotten a lot of uh, buzz from the team, like Heath, uh, guys he's played against. I don't know if that's just, hey, he's back, we're going to, like, talk him up a bit, or if he's actually playing at another level, you know, I, mean? I don't, I don't think Keith is the kind of guy to just talk a guy up for no reason. So I think that, if, I think that he is impressed with the way Dunlady has been training probably. Mm-hmm. Um, whether then, that will rub off in, in game time, that remains to be seen. Right. But uh, yeah. I mean, I hope he, I, I hope he's right. I certainly do. And then, yeah. And just, just to catch you up, Tony, you don't want to repeat everything, but yeah, David brought up a good point or we, yeah, David brought up the point that Abu and Lottie, he started on, on, on one of the wings today. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Lineups, right? So and it would, you know, and we mentioned, you know, is, you know, when he, when he was re-signed, it's like, okay, well, that's a great depth piece. But the point that David made was if, you know, if, if he could play out in the wing, you know, maybe that adds more depth or, you know, cause as we know, you go through a season, you're going to need, whether it's rotation or injuries, you're going to need players that can play um, right. out there. So yeah. huge. And Oh, for the record, I don't think, you know, we went through the starting lineup already, but I don't think Robin Lude is back. No, he's, he's not. He's no. technically still on vacation. He's done with his military service, but he's taken a couple weeks off to be with his family. So, and, and the other one I'm going to touch on who definitely obviously wasn't in the starting lineup, uh, whether he would have been or not, if he was here, but I'm going to use a term that, uh, Adrian Heath used, I believe this week in Bongi our uh, the, uh, South African, he is not here yet. Although it sounds like he, his, he's going to be here very soon. So yeah. Yeah, he had ties up with, uh, documentation, immigration yeah. and things like that. The, the South African contingent on Twitter is getting a little frustrated because yeah, he's not probably going to get more frustrated soon. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, that, yeah. And that's what I brought up earlier. Like if he's not in the starting lineup, if he's not mm-hmm. scoring goals for this club, you know, we might have a lot of angry South Africans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I have a feeling um, if everything pans out the way it's supposed to be panning out in the next few weeks, there might be some South African fans that, are going to be exceptionally disappointed. I, I mean, oh, for me, you know, and a lot of people like he, you know, he, he's a, he's a young player, um, very young, but he has experience. You know, he's right. played on yeah. the national level, uh, but that we've we've seen what happens with young DPS and the 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 whether you want to call it the what do they call it the under twenty two initiative or the right. young DP whatever you want to call it he kind of slots into the same category that Chacon. Uh, was and we should talk about that but you know he's in that young dp and we don't the only thing we know is chacon he really he didn't he he hardly he played a a couple hundred minutes for this club and that was it we didn't see a lot you know yeah oh yeah i don't even know if it it, i don't even know if it was a couple hundred minutes i mean i think it was less than a hundred minutes probably we might have got like he might we might have got a half out of him somebody somebody put up a list of players who had played more minutes for this team than Tommy Chacon did. And oh, I saw that, that. the players on that list was like, holy shit, you're telling me we started these guys more minutes yeah. than Tommy Chacon? Yeah, I mean, well, you I know, think th- those were just MLS era players. And yeah, yeah. You, you look at the names and you're like, oh yeah, huh, he played yeah. for the club. Forgot yeah. about, forgot about that. I, I mean, it says a lot about how much of a miss 
Chacon mm. ended up being in yeah. terms of everything. Um, I mean, you know, I I kind of brought up the fact that to somebody on 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 Twitter that it's almost like whoever scouted him, which I have to think it was a one of those remote contract scouts, just like defrauded us. Because mm. I mean the 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 sheer fact that he completely bombed this scouting trip suggests I mean to me the only explanation is he lied because he did not. I mean there is well, at no point did Tommy ever look like he was going to be even worth playing any minutes. He and here did. Yeah. And, and I mean, even he didn't, you know, he was loaned out obviously all of last year back down in Uruguay. Right. Um, I believe down so. to Liverpool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, at one, one or two points during the season, I kind of just checked in literally looking at his numbers, nothing else. I didn't watch any of the games, stream any of the games if I could, but yeah, he wasn't exactly making a splash for, for that club as well. So I, it's not like yeah. he's blown up down there and just couldn't make it in MLS. It, yeah. If, if the stats that I found on him for this past season were correct, um, he did not do well. Uh, he was over a thousand minutes. Um, which is solid, um, but his goal 90 was under 0.2. Um, he had oh. zero assists. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he – I don't know. I mean, there's absolutely no way – you know, there's still a lot of people that are uh, bitching about the fact that, um, you know, Minnesota United doesn't know how to uh, develop player young players. I don't think that's even I, – I mean, maybe that that's true, maybe. But – I don't think you can connect that dot to Tommy Chacon. I think Tommy Chacon came in. It was way over his head. He was completely um, misscouted. Young and overhyped. Kid, yep. Overhyped young kid came up here, had no idea what he was doing outside of wow. um, South America in a foreign country. And he just, blew it and and it's weird and it's just one of those things and you talk about the hype but when you in mls when you hear the two initials dp uh, how can you not help but get excited i mean even if you knew nothing about said player you hear those two initials dp and you immediately have to get excited now granted it was a young dp or the under 22 initiative that they're calling it now and but still, either way, it's a significant monetary investment, and I don't know the details of it. MLS is crazy hard to, to figure out, but I mean, they certainly had to buy out his contract, you know, and I, so I don't have the terms of that. But, uh, you know, I know what I think it was a multi-million dollar signing at the time, it was. wasn't yeah. it? So, yeah, yeah a couple it's, mil. It, it's an expensive mistake for sure. Let's so, uh, yeah. let's put all the blame on this where it should be, and that's Manny Lagos. Yes, I agree. I, yeah, I, I think yeah. it is. You know, because David, if you if you go back to your statement about whoever their scout they're fucked up, well, guess what? Regardless of what that scout said, it's up to Manny because he was in charge at that time to actually go down there and take a look at Tommy and say, okay, this is a guy we want. Obviously, Manny went down there and was like, oh shit, this guy looks great. <laughs> Let's sign him up. You know, because I don't think I think we talked about this before. Did. I don't think Adrian wanted him. No, I'm pretty sure he did. it didn't seem Tommy like it, was yeah. a mm. Tommy was a a player that Heath and and, Log- and Manny very much disagreed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, when Heath got more power to uh, for influence in the transfers, he 
just uh, the, the Tommy's chances of playing became very, 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 very yeah. slim. And... Yeah, I, I think uh, Tommy may have been a signing that ushered in Heath's uh, increased uh, increased responsibilities. Uh, which is... Yeah, responsibilities. I, I, right now, brain part there. Um, yeah, I, I really do. I, I really think that that's the case because it was it was that year that they switched. Um, I mean, arguably Tommy was probably one of the last big signings that, you know, Manny probably had significant control over with the exception of Alexi Gomez Mm -hmm. and, um, probably dark DQ. Yeah. DQ was obviously, um, I'm trying to think what was the, uh, the, all the striker. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> what was his name? Ramon Rodriguez. Angelo. 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 Yeah. Okay. Gotta go back um, a little further. There's been yeah, so I many mean, strikers cycled yeah. through here. It's yeah, hard to that's, track yeah. them all. You know, all of that culminated in Heath getting increased responsibility that at the yeah. end of that season. So, I mean, I, I don't know what happened with Tommy. I hope for the best with him. He's been set free. Little yep. little bird's been set free. Um, but guys, switching from players that Heath doesn't want to players Heath does want. Let's talk. Oh, well, just and just Tony, great point. I just let's put a bow on the preseason game that we when yeah, you we were totally out, left. <laughs> when you're yeah, but I'm just saying when Tony, when you went out to literally put out the fire or whatever, we had this we just the three of us decided to start with the preseason game in Arizona against Chicago that game sorry Tony and yeah just to Speaking wrap it up fire. T- yeah Chicago fire I should say yeah they, they that game ended in a zero, nil nil draw so oh. nothing too exciting uh and just to wrap it up the only thing I will say about it is the the I guess the late second half substitutions were kind of interesting because they did get in Joseph Rosales Justin McMaster and Azil Jackson came in so yep. nice to see they those guys get in trialists too so that right. it'd be <laughs> interesting to see what comes of those trialists and yeah. you wonder if those are in the positions too. Like, so there's a trial that was a forward. Do you oh, think that that's how that if was? You're looking set up? at the Twitter post. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could look at it that way because they had they they Tyler stayed in goal it looked like, and they had Navi yeah. Cal Montgomery came in, and then it was trialist, 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 and then yeah, Joseph Rosales. So they had a trialist CB, trialist left back, trialist, trialist right mid, midfield. Yeah, and then. Is that two Trialist. strikers or is it like uh, attacking mid and um, or did they keep it a four one three two? I don't. I don't. Know it looks like a. Know. It looks like a four two three one yet. So a trialist winger and a trialist forward. But yeah, I mean, would typically be holding mid so or in that area. So I'm going to yeah. say that that's they kept that formation. Yeah. But yeah, I, and at least thanks to MNUFC's Twitter account, at least they have videos, so there's proof that this game actually happened. Yeah, but correct. yeah, not a whole lot to go with, and no goals are scored. So I guess yeah. we can move on. So Tony, Quick, quickly, heading? quickly before we move on, um, okay. MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. They all show preseason games. Mm-hmm. MLS, yeah. for whatever oh. reason, is just, I don't know if it's up to the team. It must be up to the team. It might be. Yeah, it must be. And it might be, yeah. It's frustrating not to be able to watch these games to see some of these younger players play because uh, you're never going to see them play during the regular season. Uh, well, yeah, and 
Yeah, we did and touch if you're taking a, a deep bit. dive, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's younger players. That's one reason. And then I think something I brought up where you're still away, Tony, is just the hype, you know, getting trying to get excited for the season. And as we sit here in Jan- end of January, it's kind of nice to be able to turn something on or turn a stream on and, and just get a little bit excited. You know, Well, and even season. some cheap revenue. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be a lot, but being able to get a couple advertisers' names on a screen and – Hey, if here's the deal, if if the if if the loons came out and said we're gonna put these uh, preseason games on our website or our website, but you have to pay a dollar to watch it, how many yeah. people would pay a buck? I would pay a dollar. I would pay. A dollar. I, I'd pay probably. Well, I'd probably pay fifty bucks for the preseason. Well, you know, us oh, media I'm, types, of course, of course, you right. would. I mean, they probably. They, I'm not sure. They probably give us sit here free and- access. Yeah, we just sit here and sound like idiots otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of uh, players that give us, like, you know, some hope and some hype, um, there are two players right now who supposedly are coming here but haven't technically been signed yet. Or and maybe that they is, have. And maybe they have, <laughs> we, we haven't been told yet. And that is uh, Ariaga and Amaria. Yeah. Now, Amaria, we know Heath wants that Heath wants Amaria back here and we talked about this last year when he was back down in, in South America he lit it up in South America and it's a shame that we couldn't get a deal done with his former team to kind of keep him up here after he had his surgery on his ankle and kind of go through the through the whole thing but it looks like he's coming back here which is fantastic um, I with Amaria, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you're a follower of MNUFC Twitter, like you don't know what to believe sometimes. I mean, there's some great sources out there, you know, I've said that before. Um, but yeah, it's just you'll hear so many different things, like, yeah, there's you know, you hear positive reports or negative reports. I mean, assuming that you want to see Amaria back, but yeah, for me, it like I don't like these, you know, we're the season's starting here and four weeks, literally less than a month away, Connor, like you mentioned. And, you know, he's not with the club. He's not technically officially signed, but the good thing with Armaria, at least he can slot in a little bit easier. You would think, you know, well, yeah, he, he's actually played with a few yeah. of those. Guys. Yeah. He, yeah. he knows him. He's played, he's played with this club. He as recently as early 2020 into MLS is back tournament. So yeah, at least yeah. that's a guy that even if he was signed three days before the season started, at least, you know, he could probably come in almost immediately. Now, how he'll, he'll gel with with the likes of uh, Anu or, well, I shouldn't assume that he'd be on the field with Anu, but uh, you know what I mean. We don't know. Well, new, yeah. We don't know. That, we don't, yeah. know. It, it, don't know. It better be that. I know I'm some gonna people quit following. So. I'm going to quit following this team I, and quit this podcast if we don't do a 442. <laughs> you already, I just, you already I, quit I just, this podcast once. I mean, yeah. that's true see i have precedent there's precedent but the the only (laughs) thing i'll say is like i just i hate to keep i'm going to be optimistic but i hate to keep like i don't want to spend you know an hour talking about armoria and uh, and then and just because he's not officially signed he may not be signed you know but let's we'll be positive but uh yeah here's the thing ariaga ariaga yeah ariaga yeah. Did I actually? I was uh, full blown Concacaf uh, World Cup qualifiers on uh, was it Wednesday night or thir- no? It was Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night. night. Thursday night. The United States play mm-hmm. and beat um, El Salvador, 
And then I switched over to uh, the Canada Honduras match. And I'll say a couple things about that game. Now, if you just looked at the box score, two nil win for Canada down in San Pedro Sulu against Honduras, you'd think, okay, Canada took care of business. They're the best team in the table so far through qualifications. But I watched, I mean, the way the timing, I think that game started about an hour after uh, the, the U.S. men's team started. And uh, I'm going to say this, Honduras looked pretty good. Granted, they're playing at home. I don't. I know Canada does not have their full strength roster. Alfonso Davies is not there. But I turned the game on. It was one nil Canada, and Canada had gotten. Yeah, actually, Canada had gotten an own goal from from Honduras. But uh, Honduras was really put on the pressure, and part of that attack was Kervin Ariaga. He actually had a. He damn near scored scored a goal off of a header, which I saw, and so. And he was all over the field. I mean, he's like, I think David and you and I were talking this, about this a little bit. He's the, he, he'd be a number eight defensive mid or probably. Oh. I mean, I mean, it's hard. Well, it, it's hard to say with if, okay. So if we were in a four, four, two, he'd be the defensive mid. Yeah. If, if we're a four, two, three, one, you know, he's going to be whatever the fuck they play with those two midfielders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what it is. I think it's two eights. Um, I, don't, I mean, uh, except when, you know, when, when we had, uh, oh my God, brain farts, like crazy. Ozzy. Um, Ozzy, there we go. God. Yeah. Um, when we, when we had Ozzy, he was a true six. Um, but I, I think technically Ariaga is a six. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we would ever actually play him that way because we just don't usually, I don't know. He's, yeah. he's good in attack. He's good in attack. So he, he and that's that's, that's the impression that I got. I mean, it's, have. it's the first time that I I saw Ariaga play live. It was it's it was nice to get the opportunity, especially yeah. knowing that he's being targeted by M and UFC. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, he was like I said, he was a player that was up and down the field, heavily involved in the set pieces. With I mean, there was just a couple that I saw almost scored. It was just so funny. I think hopefully people have seen kind of oh, replays yes. of at least that moment yep. where he got a goal so yeah, they, off his, they or, and where he got a goal, but he, he did not get a goal, but he nearly got a goal. Tremendous save by Kenny's mm-hmm. goalkeeper. It was just, but yeah, that's something that this club could definitely use. So I was going to say, yeah, if, if, uh, if we get Ariaga and uh, pairing up with trap in our defensive midfield, uh, we didn't we, we didn't really see a lot of pushing forward by our defensive midfields in the last couple of years. Uh, we saw it occasionally, but not super, not a lot. But could, we could use that kind of element. Uh, Ariaga could be the uh, answer to that. But the only question is that leaves us with if we get Ariaga and Amaria, which it sounds like we're going to, do we leave Ariaga out of the out of the starting lineup, or do we leave Amaria out of the starting lineup? Because it's uh, I like, think I think you do. Well, what do you hope they do both? You, you I would hope they both do in. both. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I would hope they do both, but there's there's a hole there because we've got a we've got a four. We could do a four two three one. We could do a four two uh, four one three two. Um, but yeah, there's there's the question. Oh, just what stop we, it. What do it, we get it, rid of? You could do it. It'll three, be four five, two three one. It'll be four two three one. Just I I just you, you I could do three five two. Yeah, you could do that. You could do. You could um, do I mean, the reality is. is Anu plays best as that supporting striker in a two-man front. Correct. We, apparently, because Newell has apparently not matched the bid that um, 
Valez wanted for Amaria and an MLS team, apparently, mm-hmm. has done so, uh, apparently being us. Um, we would then have that two-man front. Yep. We ha- leave it to Adrian Heath to completely fuck everything up Definitely. and not do it the right way. 4 3 3 <laughs> or zero mm-hmm. do a false nine with load the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to, we have to have you spend that much money and that much effort getting both Ariaga and Amaria in the off season, which would be a huge off season for us, by the way. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest off season we've had. Yep. Uh, you have to get both of them on the pitch at the same time. You have you to. do. Otherwise, you just you just spent money that you're not yeah. going to use, and you and can't leave it. Anu on the bench because he's, he's your DP. So you right. have to have him out there too. So unless yeah. you're going to somehow try to convert him into a winger, which I don't, I mean, he could potentially. Uh, he's done it in the past, but he's not that type of player. But then you're well, then right, but then what do we leave out though? If we yeah. play both Ariaga and Amaria, then we've got Robin Anu. We've got, you think so? No, no. Yes, I would hope we leave out Franco. Well, I would prefer to leave it out Franco because I don't like the guy. But um, yeah. no, we would leave out Robin Lund. He'd be done. In it, fact, I would it, bet he's gone at the end of the season. It's a good problem to have, though. I mean, and and hopefully, you know, we're talking about all these possibilities and how we, all right. these great players and this and that. I mean, again, we're talking about two to three. And this is another thing, two to three players. Like, there's been so much talk about that. Nothing has happened. I don't get what the big deal is. I really I don't, don't either. Look, it's the same thing what? every year, and that's how it works. That's, you're you're not going to maintain the same squad year after exactly. year. Exactly. Year you're and always you know, going to lose at players. It, I, I look at it. He's a football thing story that's uh, been popular amongst everyone on this podcast. Uh, you want your managers, head coaches to be searching for two to three players every year. Look at the Green Bay Packers for 17 years have not done that. Mm -hmm. They have just tried to get by with the exact same squad they've had every single year. And guess what's happened to them? They've bowed out on three straight 13-win seasons. They bowed out of the playoffs. That's what happens when you don't look for two to three good players in the offseason. Right. The fact that Adrian Heath is saying that is – could I probably be under- more trolling than anything at this point, yeah. but I, I don't it's still, you want to hear that. <laughs> you yes. want to hear that advancement. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it either. And in just today's sports culture, what I don't, you can talk about any sport. Like you were talking about football, David, but yeah. And when you talk about even MLS, the rosters are constantly changing players yeah. leave and sign contracts. And the roster is never going to be the same for 10 years straight. And I think that's what it, people want when they hear yeah. that. I just, of course, he's looking for two to three players. Like, he looked for five players. I mean, you're looking right. for ways to make your team better. And as we've seen with some of these, you know, debacles, you know, as far as, you know, transfers or signings, you know, it's not always easy. It doesn't always, you know, happen the way you want or you don't always right. get the player you want. But at least, you know, at least they're making efforts for players that they do want. And Yeah, uh, right. So and even if guys- it's two to three, even if it's two to three um, bench players. Hey. Mm-hmm. It's still right. building your depth out. I don't. Yeah. Right. I don't and understand the, com- and, the constant nagging on that subject. No, either, and I don't either. And like, look, you look at Minnesota United; they've made the playoffs the last three years. You know how many clubs can say that? Only a handful, literally. I mean, I think there's four or five that made the playoffs the last three years. And uh, hey, it's a good problem to have if all you're looking for are two to three players. There's there's <laughs> clubs. I know MLS; it's a very competitive league, and it's a very good league. But there's definitely teams out there that are probably looking for 
78 players. Look at right. Dallas. Yeah. Look at Dallas. You know. Dallas, Cincinnati. Well, and even. look at San Jose. They're sending Calvo. Yeah. Well, Calvo, Grey yeah. Goose at the same club again. Yep. They're going to make so, a Loons West. Minnesota, yeah, I was just going to say that. Minnesota United West. Loons, yeah. head west. Loons go west. That's, right. There we go. Yep. Uh, so, guys. But uh, I should, I, yeah, one the one rumor that I'm hearing on Twitter is fans want to bring back uh, Christian Ramirez back to MLS. Uh, we, don't, we don't need him. It won't right work. Now. I don't. Think and it won't work. He needed, I'm joking. He needed, we don't need. He needed, he, needed, he needed to go to Scotland. He's done. Yeah. He's doing very well. He he's it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome yeah. to see him his success, and I applaud that, and I love it. I yeah. love it, and I follow him on Twitter. I follow Aberdeen. Yeah. Not, I don't follow the club too closely, but I just love seeing. You know, actually, there was a game on. I shouldn't say I don't. I, there was a game on uh, TV. I, I think it was like CBS Sports Network or something. Just either last week or the week before it was live. So that was kind of fun to see Ramirez cool. play. And, so but anyways, um, so any, one thing before we move on from the players, sorry, Connor, uh, is just, we should know that unless you've been hiding under a rock, you know, that uh, Allianz field is hosting a United States men's national team world cup qualifier, um, February 2nd. That'd be. That. And the, the only reason I bring it up in this context is the fact that Kevin Ariaga is, or Curvin Ariaga is presumably going to be starting for Honduras like he was against Canada on Wednesday night in St. Paul. So that is an interesting little Minnesota and it's in the middle of, it's in the middle of winter. They're going to play back and be like, I'm done. I'm out. Not a good one. And I just brought, (laughs) I brought up, uh, I think, I think it was off air, but I brought up the fact that the forecasted game time temperature is going to be one degree as of right now. So wind chill, wind chill of negative 20, I believe. Yeah, at least in that stadium, uh, I'm, you know, I should say I'm going to be going to that game. Hopefully one of you guys can join me, David, probably not, but we'll see. Um, And Tony, you already said you don't want to, but I'll be there. I think the lower bowl, at least maybe you might be shielded from a little, if any, if there's some breeze out there, but. uh, But at one one degree, even five miles an hour, that's going to be harsh. Yeah, that's pretty tough. That's oof. You'll you see me. I'm. I'll, I'll be the guy with you know the big USA paint on my chest. I'll be bare chested, of course, out nice. there standing up the whole match. So Lambo you'll see style. me. Mm. So you guys, know, hey, you got to do what you do. And Andy Greeter tweeted out uh, that um, uh, when Heath spoke to the media midweek, he said that they were on the verge of announcing players believed to be Amaria Ariaga and an MLS yes, veteran. Yes, that's uh, right, a veteran. Yeah. Tony, you, Tony, you, uh, you texted about that a little earlier this week. Yeah, and I this MLS veteran. Uh, I disagree. Alessi Gomez. I totally disagree. First of all, I think he. No, well, he he's playing. That's true. I totally agree with that take, Tony. I think he was talking about a player that was in the MLS as of last year. I think you're way off. Alessi Gomez was in the MLS. Not last ago, year, though. But still, <laughs> I, I think it's probably going to be a probably a, somebody on the back line. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, you know, the forward position is going to be completely locked up, stacked. Yeah. Um, you got to replace you, the fin that left. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I suppose maybe that maybe somebody to sit behind Ray. Yeah. We don't have a natural 10 as no. a substitute. No. Um, That's tough though. I mean, yeah. You're talking about a, somebody sit behind Ray as a 10. I mean, there's not that a many guys sitting out on there. the bunch. A, a 10 yeah, I mean, it, it's, that's tough. tough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got Ja'Cory Hayes who can play in there, um, you know, when we need a little bit more defensive uh, feel. 
obviously you can shift a little over. I think uh, actually Anu could probably play the 10 if we really wanted to. I could. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be back line. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, we don't even need anybody in holding mid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no. think it's it'll be – I would bet it's going to be a right back. Well, no, because we've got right backs. We've got, we've got it'll probably be a center back, back, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, well, I would say our biggest hole is left back if we're if we're stacking yeah. our, our attacking right now. So maybe somebody to either rotate with Chase or to take over for Chase all, all together. Yeah. It'll be like the fin that we got last year. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Raitala. Raitala. I mean, it would be yeah. like, just like that. A guy who's a, you know, a low key signing who just can step in whenever we need him to. And uh, he's average. And, and that's, that's what we need. You know, these need, need backups, need bench guys, yeah. you know, not a big deal. Uh, I will say this guys, uh, a lot of people, you know, get worked up about the the churning of players in MLS, and it's just it's ama- I don't think it really amazes me because they've watched Major League Sports in the United States and and seen guys stay with the same teams for years and years and years. In MLS, it's just it doesn't happen that way. And even it, it's funny because I think like before MLS, a lot of people probably watched European soccer, right? Probably Premier right. League, and there's churn in that league too. The problem is, I think when you're watching it from the United States, you don't get attached to those players because they're in another country, right? So you watch the churn, but it's a it's a team that you're going after. Here, it's it's totally different. You get attached to these players. You, you do, it's, you do, yeah. you do. It's but it's. I think Tony, it's a good point when you bring up Europe, only because I think, and you brought up the other sports. I think what's happening. Um, in, maybe you go back 10 years ago. I mean, you have players like, you know, how long did Ozzy Alonso spend with Seattle Sure. Um, and players like that? I mean, you, I think you go, if you went back and you looked at just MLS and you go back 10 years ago, yeah, I think you did have players that would stay with their club for significantly longer. But this is not a bad thing in the sense that what's happening in the last 10 years, five years, especially. And as we look forward to the 2026 world cup here in North America is that the MLS and soccer United States is growing Mm -hmm. huge. You compare to all sports, maybe, I mean, I don't know how much more the NFL can grow, but MLS it's growth curve is, is huge. And that's going to happen as you get more and more money and licensing fees and TV contracts and all this, you get so much more money into this, into the sport that that just happens. I mean, because all players are, you know, show me the money, literally. I don't know if that was from a movie or a quote, but I mean, that's what happened. You get players and good for them. They, they build off, you know, you sign a three-year contract with the team, you, your personal worth as a player grows and it's harder. Jerry McGuire. Oh yeah. Jerry McGuire. McGuire, But you know, what I'm saying is as a sport grows, as it gets bigger and bigger and there's more money, it's hard for a individual team to retain, you know, players, you know, a big core group, especially as they get better. It's just, it becomes harder. It's a business. Look look how many young guys have been uh, signed off to Europe this year. I mean, look how many of the young guys from MLS have been signed off. This is what we want. You know, mm-hmm. right. This is why I don't get and attached it, to guys. You know. Well, right. You, you know, and once your once your league hits a plateau, then you start seeing that that main maintenance of you know players sticking around for seven eight years. I mean, and that's I think with the NFL, for instance, yeah. and Major League Baseball, they're they're the leagues are plateaued, and so they have these mainstays that stick around forever. 
on a team. Um, but even I, even still, I think <clears throat> when you look at players from the early 2000s, you know, that have, you know, maybe stuck with a team for 10, 12 years. I don't think you're going to see that that much anymore. No. It, it's, you know, back to Dave's point of the, of the money thing. It's just the revenues are getting so big. It doesn't, doesn't matter what league you're in that, you know, players are just looking to move on and get something new. Plus attention spans a lot lower these days. Right. So they have and, to move uh, on. Um, speaking of before, we're going to take a little break here, guys, but before we go into break, what I wanted to say is, we brought up the spring training thing, uh, baseball spring training before at the beginning of this podcast. There is a real possibility that MLB will not start on time this year or even start like halfway through the season, which brings it to a point. My point again, I think I brought this up the podcast before, is that MLS has a big opportunity this year, if MLB does not start on time, to take some fans away from Major League Baseball. True. So, yeah. that I mean, it's right there for the picking. I mean, it, it, it's right there. Major League Baseball is going through a, a thing right now where people don't like how long they last, how long the games last. They want universal DHs. There's this, 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 this. There's all this strife. MLS has like almost has none of that, right? It's a two-hour game. It's once a week, maybe twice a week they have a big opportunity this year, guys, yeah. a huge yeah. opportunity. So we'll see how that plays out uh, going into the year, but uh, yeah, it should be fun. Um, so we're going to take a little break. When we get back from break, we got to talk about the new women's soccer team in, in uh, Minnesota. They came out with their Aurora. name, the Aurora. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we'll talk about them a little bit. And we got some kind of, we have some history today. We do. Yep. Some history. And then uh, to end the podcast, we have, uh, Frozen potatoes and furries. So uh, we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back. Break took a little longer than we expected because we got into politics and economics and shit like that. Uh, but before we get into anything else, I want to say uh, Sam from Pot on Your Loons had, had mentioned that he'd love to come on and do a what are you drinking thing with us. And, and again, we're always open for you to come on we will at some point with the pot and the loons guys do a what i like to call a supercast um which will be uh all of us podcasting at the same time might be a little messy uh but we're we're, we're gonna do that at some point uh when things get more back to normal um you know so we can get that together um guys we heard an announcement this week about uh the new women's soccer team in minnesota they are the Aurora, Aurora FC, correct? Yes, the Minnesota which, Aurora uh, FC. Which was the only name they could be because if you looked at the three names that came down to, I think Aurora was like, every, I think everybody wanted Aurora to be the name. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool crest. Yeah, that, cool yeah crest. That, that's that's an understatement. I mean, that uh, when they, I think the, they revealed, was it three or four or five finalists? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it. I, it got down least, to three. Yeah. yeah, that that in my opinion, I think in a lot of people's opinion, uh, they definitely made the right choice. Uh, it's yep. it's a outstanding crest, outstanding logo, just phenomenal choice. So right? they are is is it, it's the next league down from the professional from the NWSL. Yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah, they it's are the USLW. 
Yeah. So they're league. they're an amateur league, correct? Is it? They're I believe they're an they're amateur. A, they classified it as a pre-professional league. Pre-professional league. Okay. So like a league. yeah. So coming out a pro am kind of league. Yeah. So women women coming out of college who haven't signed with a, a major team could play uh, in this league. Uh, also, I'm sure they'll have tryouts and things like that. Uh, we don't know where they're going to play. Um, I think we brought up a couple of places they potentially could play. Uh, Blaine, they could play in Blaine. Uh, David, you brought up uh, uh, University of Minnesota, the St. Paul campus. Yeah. Um, we don't, and again, this is a new league. So we don't know what the, I mean, how many fans are going to get? I know here we're going to get a lot of fans, but. Well, other teams around the league, a lot of fans, we just don't know. Yeah, yeah another to see. Just yeah. another another option is like where the the Minneapolis City Crows play. Do they, uh, do they play at Augsburg? So yeah. I mean, maybe that's another option. But yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see where they play. Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what this league does uh, and how they grow. Um, I know a lot of people around here are excited. Uh, people can become owners huh. of it. Um, and, and I, I think that's yeah. probably the number one thing, like, uh, like the fact that it's community owned, I think that's mm-hmm. huge. There's, there's, I think thousands of owners in, mm-hmm. in, in Minnesota, which is great to see the interest. And I mean, I don't say interest. I know that they, you know, obviously this week announced, you know, their crest, their logo and team name. Um, they've had pop-up stores, uh, over the, throughout the last couple of days. I mean, they were yeah. up in Blaine, they were in my neck of the woods at, Honey and Mackey's uh, just last night, I believe. Um, just and you see the response from the local media, you know, like soccer or not, just from local news stations, you know, personalities on Twitter, just you know, like, other sports teams. Uh, yeah. Pretty much all of them have. Yep, it's fantastic to yeah. see people kind of jumping on the bandwagon, so to speak, which is, is just fantastic. It's just another, you know, we talked about it, it's just soccer is growing not only here in Minnesota, but everywhere. So it's just yeah. fantastic to see. Have you guys, have you guys checked out their, their swag on their store yet? Yeah. I have not. It looks fantastic. It looks great. Well, looks great. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't bought one yet, but I definitely want to buy a t-shirt, you know, I actually have a lot of uh, people on Twitter who I follow who aren't soccer followers who want to get the shirts. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so and I, I can't wait cool. till they release their jersey. Their, their yeah. I think their jersey is going to look great. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously don't know what it's going to look like yet. But I mean, with that color scheme, I just can't mm-hmm. think of a design that wouldn't be appealing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so excited for that. Then you've you've got their the scarf that they released, which mm-hmm. I think is great. Um, their I really want one of their uh, their stocking hats, which is really nice. Okay. But yeah, if uh, uh, head on over to their their website and they're they're they got a lot of swag there. It's awesome. We you will see, I think, a lot of cross play this year with the loons and Aurora. Um, yeah. some some back and forths, um, some things going on at Allianz, I'm sure Definitely. during games and, and things like that. So um I'm very excited uh, to see a women's team in Minnesota. Um I'm sure I'll 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 try to get to a game this year, depending yeah. on where they're playing. Uh, yeah. check it out i added my list of places uh, teams i want to see uh minneapolis sc i want to get to one of their games this year uh we got a team out in stillwater the st croix team out there 
you know, so. Um, yeah, I'm almost ashamed to say as a, um, you know, University of Minnesota alum, I, I want to, I need to get to a University of Minnesota women's soccer match this year, later this year, obviously. Can't you get but free tickets for that if you're an alum? Come on. I don't know, I honestly, but uh, whether they're free or not, I want to go, so. Don't you give them money? Well, you know. Not enough, bit, but not enough, Dave? Not apparently enough. not enough to get season not tickets, enough. but no, I'd love, enough. I don't even care. I just want to get to a game. So you rank. My I've been brother. meaning to do it. It's one of those things that I've been just meaning to do mm-hmm. for years. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm a, obviously a golden gopher football fan as well. And the seasons overlap and it's just, yeah. yeah. And the but, Minnesota United football club never, or FC never, you know, that overlaps as well. So there's a lot going on. My buddy Adi has a, he started, we went to high school together. He, he started his own team uh, down. They play at the Burnsville high school state. Stadium. Oh, now they're called Vlora City. Well, um, I want to get to one of those games too. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they they've uh, they play in the UPSL, and they uh, it's the United Premier Soccer League, I think it's called. Mm. Uh, but they've been in the they've been a very good team ever since they they joined. Like they've competed mm. with all the like um God, I wish I could remember other team names, but they were definitely some teams that you might recognize being a U.S. soccer fan. So, so is that the um, same as like Granite City um, yes. in mm-hmm. St. Yep. Cloud, right? Oh. Yes. Cloud? Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. So it's funny we're talking about lower league teams, guys. So let's talk about the U.S. Open Cup because yeah. it is back. It's back. Yeah. It's back. And it's I'm so excited. Bigger than ever. Yeah. Uh, hundred. I think it's one hundred and three teams this year, um, which is which is nuts. The schedule for the first round was supposed to come out this week. They had some delays because of some things going on. Not not saying they're not going to do it. It's just some delays. But the big thing is, guys, Minneapolis SC. If they win their first two games, there's a good chance in the third round they would play the Loons at Allianz Field. Yeah, I mean, you say good chance. I mean, it's it's a regional tournament, obviously, to start. Mm-hmm. So they would be, you would assume, they'd be in that in the well, same region. And so. and and you, you, the U.S. Open Cup people would, of course, put them against the Loons at Allianz Field in mid-April. That stadium will be like fantastic i will be at that game yeah that'll be, be a really nice atmosphere that'd be fun to watch because there's definitely obviously a lot of overlap between the followers mm-hmm. of balloons and the and, and the crows mm-hmm. so that, that would be yeah. a lot of fun so yeah certainly for the what do you say first two two rounds ahead of mm-hmm. of ahead minnesota of, united and actually yeah. the one thing we we should say is i think minnesota united i don't know if they do it i'm assuming they do it based off standings but minnesota united they're they, they're entering the tournament around earlier than they have in the past. So, yeah. yeah. So as an MLS club, that they announced that a few years ago that the most yeah. MLS teams would be entering in the third round instead of the fourth round. But of course, yeah. with not having the U.S. Open Cup the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, we haven't really taken it hasn't really been up mm-hmm. on our radar. But um, and, but yeah, they changed that a few years ago. And the nice thing too, Connor, as they even said this year, was that MLS teams entering in the third round will not play each other. So no MLS teams should play each other unless they ha- absolutely have to. So MLS teams will play a lower league team in which that third good. round, which is I do good. like that idea. Yeah. I, yeah. The, well, so with MLS teams coming in and they're not playing each other, is there will there be enough matchups for some lower league teams to play each other? 
Potentially. I, I think okay. that's I think that's a deal. But they just wanted to make sure that no MLS teams were playing each other in that third round because frankly, they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, it really I should agree. be, you know, it the I mean the Crows should play the loons if it's a possibility. That's the way it should work. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't play uh Kansas City or Chicago or anybody like that. It should be uh, and, th- and then the next round we can play MLS teams or whoever. Yeah. You know, you do get super disappointed whenever you see like in England you they have the FA Cup over mm-hmm. there and uh you, when you see teams like liverpool and manchester city if i mean uh, this would never happen of course it, i mean it's like a 0.5 percent chance of this actually happening but it's very it's it is possible that liverpool and man city could play in like the fourth round of the fa cup which is right. super disappointing yeah um but yeah i'm very i'm very glad that that's not really a possibility here yeah and it again guys the u.s open cups back it's exciting it's uh the big cup in the United States. Yeah. We went to the final. We went to the I was final. Say, our last ta- my last taste of that tournament was yeah. being in Atlanta for the final. And That's right. I, mean, I, I forgot some of that game, but uh, oh, I it was just a fantastic <laughs> experience. You forgot a lot of it, but <laughs> but uh, the point is, it was it was phenomenal. And David, thank you for you know getting tickets to you know when we want we went and watched New Mexico. We watched portland you know mm-hmm. great seats mm-hmm. yeah just it was you know it's it's hey you're you're battling for a trophy you know yeah it's, it's yeah. huge and for a, a Concacaf champions league well, for a I, too. I wouldn't right. yeah mm-hmm. and i take that i mean I, I in my opinion it is huge and i'd love to see the popularity of this tournament grow and grow and grow because so it I should am. it's a big it deal yeah. when you're playing for a you know, a trophy. And I still think MLS doesn't take it as serious as they should. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope that just gains, I hope it gains in popularity and maybe increasing the number of teams and hopefully exposure. I think the games are going to be on ESPN plus again, mm-hmm. like most, like all of the games, um, which I think is huge. Yep. So people can actually watch these games. See, I had, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, you know, when you look at over in England, you know, with the FA Cup being as huge as it is, I, I just the U.S. needs something like that. U.S. soccer needs that like iconic opportunity to have this huge tournament yeah. that, um, you know, just allows whole different realm of fans to get into hunting for this trophy that I mean, God, the the tournaments crazy old too which is just yeah. outrageous that you yeah. know it's over 100 years of, old now yeah you think of a team uh, or country like the u.s that's not even interested in soccer half the time has a a tournament that's as old as it is it's yeah. pretty crazy and it's really unfortunate that it's not as popular as it is yeah and you know it's still getting popular too i still remember going to did, did you guys go to the one to the game where they played new mexico united yeah they yep. they had quite a following up there the New Mexico yep. United mm-hmm. fans. It was really great to see some of their loyal uh, fan base coming up. So it's it's definitely growing. But yeah, you would you're right, David. You would like to see it get a little bit to uh, a, a little bit better in in loyalty and following. And well, it's it, it's just it is kind of disappointing the way MLS and other soccer fans treat it compared to league play. You know, that, yeah, I think I just noticed that. I guess it would be what 2018 or the, when the Loons made their run. Is yeah, I just I, I just wish that it was you could kind of just tell whether it was the national coverage or 
MLS in general, the clubs just not, you know, not taking it as serious as they should. I opinion. think that I think I'm telling you guys this. I think they will take it seriously when a lower league team gets further than they should. Mm-hmm. And then I think and the MLS teams will be like, oh shit, we can't let that happen. Because if you let a lower league team get into the quarterfinals or even the semifinals, that tells you that MLS isn't that good or they're not the, playing their best players. Yeah. So then they'll get into it. The only thing I will say is I guess at least MLS in again, I always say this, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't MLS do they awarded Atlanta United with a um, didn't they award them with a Champions League berth and you know Concacaf Champions League mm-hmm. berth because they won the U.S. Open Cup? Correct, correct. Yeah, they did, and they actually awarded them with two because right. they yeah. um, because they decided to that was shit. Change up the 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 the, the Concacaf Champions League berth. Bullshit. I, I guess is the only way. Which bullshit. is bullshit. They should do it formulaically every year. Yeah. But, or what point. they should have done that year is they should have said, okay, Atlanta got this one. Minnesota was a runner up that year. So we'll give it to Minnesota this year. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Be nice. But hey, U.S. Open Cup's back, guys. It's exciting. April, I think it's like April 16th through the 19th is our first game yep. at Alliance Field. It's midweek. Um, we play, I believe I looked at the schedule, we play two home games uh, around that. So. Yeah. We're home, home, and home. So um, we'll see how – what kind of team Heath puts out there, depending on who we play. You guys – you guys, I, I'm, I'm actually looking at uh, U.S. Open Cup finals here. The last non-MLS team to win it, it was in 1999, the Rochester Rhinos. Oh, the Rhinos. Nice. Yep. And that was the year that Minnesota Thunder beat oh. the Rhinos in mm. the in the final that year, in, oh, yeah. in the league final. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was back in MLS. What well, didn't really matter though. I mean, MLS yeah. was still kind of MLS had been around floundering, floundering. Um, speaking of the rhinos, Connor, do you have some uh, Minnesota soccer history for us? I do indeed. Um, which is this one's kind of a. Uh, so let's let's see what we got. We got we're at the 29th, uh, January 29th year. Let's uh, let's go back to January twenty second, and we'll go back to twenty uh, the year twenty twenty when Ooh. United signed their first ever homegrown player from their academy. Anybody remember who that was? Uh, Fred Emmings. Fred Emmings. Indeed. Go. Now the, he's uh, a Luxembourgian international, of hmm. course. He's from Luxembourg. Well, I think he's. I think he's got. Uh, dual citizenship. Oh, dual yeah. Yeah, yeah, citizenship there. Yeah. I, I heard they have a great soccer team. Yeah, you could say that. No, if it if it play if they play against teams like Liechtenstein, like <laughs> Liechtenstein, <laughs> Jesus, wow, Connor it's pulling a deep it dive up, there, pulling out That's the deep awesome. dive. That's I applaud, <laughs> I applaud that. Nice, nice. Moving forward to January twenty third. Uh, okay, January twenty third, two thousand seventeen. United signed from their NASL squad, Brent Coleman and Ibsen. Lots of people call for Ibsen to come back. You know what? I want to give props to, and maybe one of you guys remember, like somebody put out the question, was it, I, I don't know, I'm not going to butcher it, so maybe you guys know, somebody put out the question, who's your favorite, uh, you know, yeah. whether it be 
Minnesota Loons player or, you know, even going back right, right. into the yeah. NASL days, who's your favorite player? I noticed one thing I didn't comment, but I noticed a lot of people said Ibsen. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I said figure Ibsen. out. Mm-hmm. I could was is that a joke or, or were you serious? No, I mean, it, well, I said I couldn't I couldn't uh, decide between Christian Jerry and then I was like, but Ibsen Ibsen's up there too because I always liked him. I thought he was, yeah. he was he was good. I just thought he you know his, when, his diving just drove me completely up the wall, yeah. but I liked it. It was like, it was like the way he played. Mm-hmm. Just for some reason, I don't know. And he had a good personality. Uh, I met Ibsen, him once, and he was pretty, pretty nice guy. Ibsen was hyped too because he was signed from a Serie A squad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's right. that that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's he's played in Champions League. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, moving forward to uh, the same year, actually, 2017, January 24th, United signed Bernardo Anyor from Sporting Kansas City. Jermaine Taylor from Portland Timbers and Rasmus Schuler from oh, BK Hacken. Yes. The Schuler. The Schuler. Yeah. He yes. he didn't get the he didn't get the respect he deserved. No. First no. Yeah, I mean, he didn't I, get played the right way. I was Expan- gonna say we barely played him in 2017. And then in expansion teams, yeah. you know that, David. Expansion teams, come on. Yeah. Never do it right. Yeah. Uh January 25th, we're gonna go. 2019, uh, United signed Ramon Metanier. Oh, very nice. Good signing. Good signing. Very good. Yeah. Uh, only one for January 26th, 2017. United signed both from Orlando SC, Patrick McLean and Kevin Molino. Mm, Kevin Molino. Yeah. Another good signing there. But yeah, I <laughs> guess it goes to show you that Minnesota definitely has a history of you know signing players fairly late. You know, although this year is a little different because the season's starting so much early. Well, I shouldn't say so much, but starting a little, you know, significantly earlier than years past due to the uh, World Cup in November. Yeah. Uh, January twenty seventh. Nothing happened, guys. Oh, it's, shit. it's a it's a blank day. Mm-hmm. It's Perfect. there's nothing on my calendar. Like the day didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, not the day was completely gone. Actually, there's right. no January twenty seventh anymore. Wow. Yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dave. I didn't get any good vibes from that day. Yeah. yeah. Well, Minnesota didn't play on that day, so it's very well, good. Yeah. Very. Okay, moving on. January 20th, 28th. Oh. United signed. I didn't even mention Chase Gasper Henry. Jeez. No. Yeah. <laughs> United signed Ike Parra. Oh, nice. 2019. All right. And actually, uh, from that same date, uh, a year later, 2020, they signed Amaria to a one-year loan. Man, that early 20, you, you're bringing back memories that early before the season even started in 2019. I mean, all the signings, I mean, I know we were re- recording podcasts back then and man, you know, but we didn't have a lot to be excited about for the prior two years, but man, going into that season, there was definitely some hype. Bill well, remember- signed Ozzy and Ike. Yeah. I, remember, I, remember, I actually remember and Vito was was around that Vito, time, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, Vito yeah, was around that time. Maybe even yeah. later. I um, actually remember our podcast at Wicked War. We talked about Ike. Uh and was he gonna be okay because he had injuries and on the later <laughs> legs of his and he guess what? He turned out fantastic for two years. He won okay. Defender of the Year that year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then today, there's only one again. Uh, with it being winter time, 
2019, United won a friendly at FC Tucson, nine to two. Holy shit! Hmm. In 2019, throw the towel. In 2019, I think it was their first friendly it's, that day too. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that. That that would Tony, you brought up that 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 would have been about the time that we recorded at Wicked War. Um, mm-hmm back then and maybe even it was when that game was going on because i feel like we were going over a preseason game at that point yeah. but who knows yeah. how do you guys have Fun. better memories than i do that, 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 that was a turning point though though what and we didn't know i mean we didn't know what what the what those signings would do for the 2019 right. club but in coming off of 2018 and 17 obviously dq was was exciting but yeah, wow. It was just yeah. nice to see that building excitement, and obviously it turned out to be a great season. Yeah. Right? but um, And just I have a box score of that 9-2 to two game, guys. Uh, only four players scored those nine goals. Uh, Rasmus Schuler got two. Mm-hmm. Romario Ibarra got two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason Toy got two. And the hat trick was scored by a guy called – Year hero Toyama. Yes, oh, from yeah. Madison. Matt, he played for match. Madison. He 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 yeah. he did play, and I almost want to say is playing for you know Madison. He um, is still playing for Forward Madison. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right, because he was I he was a, just a trialist. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But yeah. now that you say that, I almost feel like that was the day we recorded at Wicked War. It was. It been. was. Because I remember I, bringing up that name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Dave could be wrong, over. but. Dave was all our hero. He was like, hey, this, this guy's going to be great. And then uh, the, the loons are going to have this great guy. That's great. We'll but I mean, he, yeah, he's trick, been a hell of a player. So. He's been a hell of a player for Ford Madison. So that, yeah. that, you know, it's, it's yeah. worked out. And that's your history for today, guys. Great, Connor. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That was a good history. Uh, yeah. Especially with all the signings. Good throwback to that 2019 season. Nice. Yeah. nice. There was some strikers history too, but nothing we haven't heard before. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, guys, I have two stories to talk about. One quick one and one a little bit longer. The quick one, of course, and anybody who listens to this podcast who lives in Minnesota, which is pretty much everybody except for David, um, knows we had a very cold streak last week. And um, we had a, a problem up on uh, I-94 right by my house. We had a, a, a truck tipped over and uh, spilled potatoes all over the road. Now, normally, guys, that wouldn't be a problem. They'd just sweep the potatoes up and it'd be good. But because it was so cold, the potatoes froze to the ground. So I had to bring it. It was right by Albertville, right? Yeah, Albertville, yeah. They had to bring special equipment to get the potatoes off of the the road. And this became national news because frozen potatoes on the road is always national news. I I don't know the equipment they brought in, though. That's that's my biggest like. They had yeah, to, special equipment. Well, that's what it says. They needed special equipment because the spilled potatoes were freezing the road. Uh, it was closed for like four hours, four or five hours. It was ridiculous. So it must be some type of equipment that allows them to keep the potato. No, I don't think so. I think it was a big spatula. Well, I think. Then, yeah, why don't you just bring it? Why don't you just bring in a bowl? Scrape them. Yeah. 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 But, but, I, but I think the problem is, even if you scraped them up, there'd still be some residue that was frozen and slippery. So you had yeah, to like get the them all right. off there. You got to burn them off or you got to like put some chemicals down or something. But yeah, I mean, cut them into t- french fries and cook them up right there. Suggestion. I, was, I, I 
if that would happen, I would have been up there in like two minutes, but like, hey, give me some French fries. No, you with those road, French fries, you could only sell them at the McDonald's in Dinky Town. Road, ooh, ooh. road, road fries, <laughs> road fries. But yeah. uh, so that was the that was the uh, funny news from the state of Minnesota. This this uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that affected. I mean, it affected my not my commute, but I mean, I definitely heard coworkers talking about it that live up, yeah. you know, north northwest yeah. suburbs, and uh, yeah. I was like, "What are you talking about?" But yeah, yeah so it really happened. Nuts! It really happened. It's crazy. But I mean, what kind of equipment are you talking about? I mean, it must have just been like you know, like like an off offloader, little yeah, little. Oops, sorry. Dang. Uh, but why would they call it a special? With special? I it's. Equipment. I, I, I believe it's too special. It. I, what if do you call those the highway, units? But if they close the highway, I wonder if they just had people come up and individually pick the potatoes. Right, you think the they're highway. trying to salvage yeah. them? Yeah. yeah, could have done that. I still think it was a big spatula. I believe that. Yeah. Maybe the company didn't have insurance. They're Probably trying to not. save as many as they no. could. No. So yeah, so potatoes on the Minnesota road. That's our quick one, uh, guys. The big one though, we talked about it earlier. Furries. You guys know what furries are? No, yeah, I don't. I'm curious. Or maybe okay. I do once you I, talk about them. But I've heard them mentioned. I don't know anything about so it. So furries are people who dress up in animal costumes. And uh, that's their lifestyle. So Still haven't heard of them. Wait, yeah. what? It's so their they, lifestyle? Yeah. So they dress up in the animal costumes and they're like a cat or a dog. Like they, they go to work and go shopping that way i don't think they do that type of stuff david i think that's they go more, to like conventions and stuff yeah conventions are like yeah. you know so it's like cosplay but for pets yeah or animals so they're yeah, exactly right yeah, exactly yeah mm. yeah and there's different levels of furries but we won't Thieves, that. but no that these aren't these aren't pets that are the furries these are animals wearing the costume no these or, are no, people not, not, people, no, people wearing, wearing costumes exactly people right costumes. yeah yeah and, the, and, and some of the costumes are actually pretty i mean they look like mascots you know, they look like actually good costumes, right? Hmm. So this story concerns furries. Uh, this is out of Michigan. Uh, the headline is, no, this school district is not putting litter boxes in bathrooms for students who identify as cats, the superintendent says. Oh, my Whoa. God, I heard about this. I just did a quick Google search yeah. on furries yeah. and... Yeah. yeah, it is. Hopefully it's they safe for work because I'm using my work laptop. But uh, They mentioned this yeah. on Stephen Colbert the other night. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Michigan superintendent had to refute a wild rumor that litter boxes were being provided in a school bathroom for students who identify as cats last week. That had to be a Fox News story. That had no, to be. A, it, I mean, the rumor, the no. rumor that they were doing. This. No, no, that this, isn't, this no, is no, a no, pain. Fox, a pain. News is, Fox News is uh, distracted by the green M&M. Yeah, we'll get into this because it was a parent who's probably a Fox News watcher anyway. Well, right. Yeah, there's got to be a connection. Yeah. Uh, video of a parent uh, raising the claim. At a, she was at a school board meeting and she raised this claim. Um, so she, uh, the superintendent said it's uh, unconscionable that this afternoon I'm sending this communication. There's no truth whatever, so whatsoever to the false statements. There's never been litter boxes within our schools. Um, the claim was raised by a parent named Lisa Hansen, who I'm going to call Karen because she's a Karen. Uh, during public comment portion of the district's uh, Board of Education meeting, in her remarks, Hansen said she was planning to comment on the county's COVID-19 testing protocols, 
but she needed to first address something else furries yesterday i heard something and i was stunned and today i'm equally stunned and a little upset well not a bit well a lot upset furious i would even use that word i heard that at least one of our schools in our town has in one of the unisex bathrooms a litter box for the kids identify as cats and um i am really disturbed by that she continued that she planned to do some more investigation into the issue, but it was a problem that was happening nationwide. Guys, this is nationwide. <laughs> well, I'm sure. And she said she was really upset that her child is being put in an environment like that. You know, David, I, uh, that you mentioned that this isn't a this isn't a Fox News story, but I, I think I did see it mentioned on Newsmax the other day. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Now, I, uh, you know, if it's not happening in Florida, it's not nationwide. Well. Guys, yeah. she goes on to say, and if there's something like this the weird isn't happening in Florida, then it's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> she goes, she goes on to say, guys, this whole furry thing has got to me. I'm, I'm staying calm, but I'm not happy about it. And it's happened on your watch, and I don't understand it. <laughs> well, no shit, you don't understand it. It's not happening. <laughs> furries, of, guys, furries, of course, are people who dress up and role play as large anthropomorphic animals. The subculture is sometimes misunderstood as odd or dangerous, but furries say they're a community, not a fetish. And while they do identify as cartoonish animals, they dress up as they do not pee and poop in litter boxes. <laughs> I like that they had to set in there, not yeah. fetish. Well, <laughs> this yeah, clearly I, should never I, be addressed, but it, I, for some reason it does. Yeah. I Googled furries just out of curiosity because this is the first I have heard of it personally. And uh, the, the top posts are from the New York Post, I should say. Oh. But but um, yeah, this it's the is, first I've heard about it. I, I wouldn't say it's a nationwide thing. No, I asked my, I asked my kids. No. I said, hey, is there litter box? No, of course not. No. But, but that's why that person's a Karen. But you can. Like, oh, right. nationwide. You can actually look up this video online and watch this Karen talk about this. And she is so into it. Like she believes it's actually freaking happening. And I, I mean, what guys. As a parent of school age kids, and David, you are too. David, would you go to a school board meeting and say this to the school board on video if you had a concern like that? Or would you, as a smart parent, just send an email to the principal and be like, hey, heard a rumor. Is it true? And then the principal would be like, absolutely fucking not. And be like, okay, I'm done. Um, I would go to the store buy a burner phone mm -hmm. create an account mm -hmm. through multiple ip addresses mm -hmm. send an email anonymously to the school board yeah <laughs> i would never want that attached to my name ever like, i don't even understand <laughs> think about our kids think about our kids her kids now they go to school and you're, hey your mom is talking about the, the litter boxes now. Right. You know? right. where did she get it from yeah. Like, I, does it say? Does it go into any? Detail? She heard rumors. She heard rumors from where? And her cat? Who knows? I mean, this is the problem. This is the problem now with people is that they hear rumors and they believe it's fucking true, and they get in front of the public and say, "I heard this rumor, and I'm pissed off that this is happening, even though I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm pissed off that it could be happening, and that's that." Do you think that her kids had to change schools afterwards? I maybe. I wouldn't maybe. be surprised. And maybe your kid's a furry. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's her kid. If maybe her kid, kid wasn't 
wasn't too embarrassed, you would think that that Karen would just be like, no, you're going to a different school where there are no furries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is weird. We live in this weird world now where shit like this happens like all the time. And the fact she said it's nationwide, nation where I've never, the first time I've heard of this before. Yeah, no, I had never right. heard of it. And that's yeah. the, that's the thing. It's like, never even heard of the concept of it. No. Let alone litter boxes and schools. And really, how I mean, crazy, how crazy do you think that, uh, that person goes on Halloween? You think? What? That, 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 she probably that, thinks that everybody's Karen. real. Well, yeah. She probably does. Yeah. Yeah. She looks around the neighborhood and she's just like, why are why are they wearing all these costumes? Yeah, who's gonna be terrified on Halloween? It's ET. Yeah. It's freaking ET. Oh, there's ET over there. Oh shit, he's probably shit in my yard. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. you didn't. It was not one bit surprising when you said that she was originally there to complain about the COVID nineteen testing. Mm. I mean, as soon as Which, they said that, I was like, that is already making it really clear what type of person she is. Which we've we've come to know, guys. I mean. COVID stuff, parents are pissed off about that, and the uh, critical race theory stuff, I mean, right. I won't yeah. get into that shit. And people hear rumors about that stuff, and they just get all, you know? But she had to, of course, bring up the furry thing before she got her, you know, into COVID. She's very Which sp- completely negated the entire COVID discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I nobody say, could possibly take her serious at that point. Yeah. No, I, I think the school board, if you saw the school board's face, they're probably, they're probably laughing the whole freaking time. Like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, she should have done the, okay, let's have the mildly serious conversation yeah. about COVID testing. Yeah. Okay, now we're done with that. Now the next thing. <laughs> well, because, again, you're right, David. The COVID testing thing, okay, we can have disagreements about that. I mean, it's yeah. no back and forth mm-hmm. about that. You can piss off. But the furry thing, wait, there's no disagreement there. There's <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> well, even even if they had mentioned the furry thing after the COVID testing, I feel like they just would have taken her, like, taken her what she had said before, just like, oh. No, well, you're probably right. She's, yeah. a wacko, she's a wackadoodle, so maybe yeah. we should just, but, yeah. I almost, I don't know. I I question the uh, the mental fortitude of the school board president for even addressing that the fact that he felt that he needed to well he had to that but he had to didn't of course he did because it was on public it was on video yes yes he did because you know that if there's one of them there's like 10 of them yeah you know but you know for me i would have i think it would have been better to just no, leave it no. be and troll them without even no. doing anything you know how this works david you know how this works in this day and age, we have video of a lady saying this online, right? Right. And then other parents get together and they decide it's happening in our schools too. And then all of a sudden we got like 50 Karens at school or meetings talking about exactly. freaking litter boxes, right? And then we so, have podcasts like these, ours, <laughs> having tons of content to joke oh, about. Yeah, we're still live talking about yeah, oh, still live. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you wandered off somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is... <laughs> Dave was saying he should have just, just kept it quiet yeah. and just let it go and let yeah. it just fester and boil over example. into this. Yeah, should have led by Dave's example. Dave's well, just not saying anything there. It's clearly exactly. a big deal. <laughs> well, it's incredible. Dave's not saying anything wow. because we don't know what he does on the weekend. So let me tell you. That's man. a good point. Dave, he's, he's you staying quiet. I'm not a cat person. I guess that's why I've been quiet. I mean, you I dress up as a dog then. Right. You could dress up as a porcupine. Yeah. 
No, yeah. <laughs> if you were talking about, you know, I don't know what really call them, but people, you know, relating to being a dog, then yeah, might have gone off. We, we know a specific <laughs> dog that you're very into, and uh, maybe it's true. It's true. Maybe we should get him a costume that that looks like that. Yeah, maybe. Speaking I'm of just dogs, saying, I can relate. I can more relate to a dog <laughs> than I can a cat. <laughs> Holy speaking, shit! Speaking of dogs, Henry has not come back downstairs. Well, we're gonna talk. Say, say Chase. Yeah, Chase Gasper. Oh, didn't hear anything. Maybe he's uh, yeah, sleeping. He's not coming. Yeah. He, for all I know, he's humping a blanket upstairs. That's what yep. he does. Well, yeah. you probably heard our furry talk. He's like, oh, God, this is this is great stuff. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> um, uh, guys, we we should probably get the hell out of here. Probably. Um, I would like to say uh, thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor. We'll talk to you guys in like two weeks. All right. Thanks for anyone that is still listening. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Go Loons. Furries. <laughs>